Hi, listeners. How's everybody doing? Hope you're doing well. Thank you for coming to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Kelly. She's really going through a lot right now. She has some big decisions to make, and I just hope that she is leaning on God. I believe she is. She has a lovely daughter, and they both know the Lord. So let's hope that is the top of their discussion in their house. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And I gotta share this, listeners. It is from Charles F. Stanley, and it's called Trusting in God's Faithfulness. I've just been dying to share. Is there something that God has told you to do that seems just too difficult? Well, you can be sure that if he has called you to carry out his will, he's going to be faithful to accomplish it through his spirit living and working in you. So if you tell him, I can't do that, Lord. What if I fail? You're really saying, God doesn't keep his word. And yet our total expectation should be in him, listeners, not in our own energy, our own ability, or experience. When you doubt God's trustworthiness, that belief becomes a gap in your spiritual armor. And you can be sure That is exactly where the devil will attack you. Let me repeat that. When you doubt God's trustworthiness, that unbelief becomes a gap in your spiritual armor. And you can be sure that's exactly where the devil will attack you. You'll begin to doubt even more about God's character, such as his goodness, 
and that distrust will become a heavy load of baggage you'll needlessly need to drag through every day (coughs) in every area of your life. I don't like that. You might feel that you do not have enough faith to obey, but the Lord isn't asking you to have faith in favorable circumstances. He's asking you to trust that he is who he says he is. It is really that simple. Either he is truthful or he is not. And sadly, if you don't believe him, that means that you believe that God is a liar. But if you believe that faithfulness is his character, then you can do anything he requires. You'll be strengthened by your dependence on him, whether a deluge or trials or a flood of blessings comes. It actually, it's actually when life gets rough and rugged that the sweetness of God's faithfulness makes itself real in your heart. As you walk through those storms in complete reliance on his strength, you trust in his character and it becomes part of who you are and strengthens from within. I love it. Amen. Amen and amen. (laughs) Stay right there. We'll be right back. We're going to do all of our rituals and you know what they include. Stay right there. God's way day by day says, give love away. Matthew 22, verse 39. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You cannot love others unless you have a love for yourself that is rooted in God's love for you. A proper, healthy love for oneself leads a person to be generous and giving toward others. The person who walks wisely knows that God has loved him even though he did nothing to deserve that love and therefore he is much more likely to reach out with love to others even though they have done nothing to deserve his love. You are also to tell God. 1 John 5.14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Listeners, God wants us to ask him to meet all of our needs. Yes, he does. We can ask God for all needs, including those that relate to the natural world. We must always ask in faith and in the name of Jesus. We are to ask for things according to God's will. So you simply say, Lord, if it is your will, can I, may I, should I, please? (laughs) God will respond to our need, not in a way that is contrary to his commandments, but in a way that is pleasing to him and brings him glory. 
So when you're asking for something, make it something that you believe will give God glory. Love overflowing. 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4, 13, chapter 13, verse 4 says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love suffers long and is kind. Loving is always expressed by giving. Ooh. Not all gifts are given with love, but all genuine love results in a spontaneous flow of giving. Giving in words, giving in deeds, giving in objects and other signs of affection. Love allows you to look beyond a person's actions and find a godly way to give to that person. At times, the greatest act of love may be a gift of forgiveness, or it may be godly advice or admonition. A loving heart always looks toward the highest and greatest expression of God's love in a relationship. It is love that is unconditional and overflowing. I love it. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. She will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Listeners, how blessed we are that Jesus came. The prophets longed for his coming, but God chose us to be the ones to receive the gifts of his presence. No longer in his life mere words recorded on sheets of papyrus. Instead, he is a living, breathing reality. Have you accepted God's eternal gift of hope by placing your trust in the unchanging, unshifting reality of Jesus Christ? Raising my hand. His birth is an anchor to the soul and a promise fulfilled that you can firmly trust. Amen. Love it, love it. And God's promises. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise shall like the brightness of the shine like the brightness of the fern firmament. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. I was amazed to see how frequently the giving of gifts is mentioned in the Bible. Rebecca accepts gifts of jewelry and clothing, symbolic of her acceptance if Isaac, as her husband, Jacob tries to give a lavish present of livestock to the brother he has wronged. Wise men bring gifts to an infant, gold, which acknowledges their king, frankincense, which acknowledges their God, and myrrh which acknowledges their Redeemer. 
Tis the season to be jolly. Everything we're going to talk about evolves around Jesus Christ and his birthday is coming. Here's prayers to start your day. It says, be a faithful steward of God's gifts. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts, so use them well to serve one another. The gifts that you possess are blessings from the giver of all things good. Do you have a spiritual gift? Yes, you do. Just share it. Do you have a testimony about the things that Christ has done for you? Yes, you do. Just share it. Don't leave your stories untold. Do you possess financial resources? Sure you do. Share them. Do you have particular talents? Hone skills and use them for God's glory. All of your talents, all of your opportunities, and all of your gifts are temporary loan from the Creator. Use those gifts while you can because time is short and the needs are great. In every undertaking, make God your partner. Then, just as He promised, God will bless you now and forever. Today and every day, be a faithful steward of your talents and your treasures. And then, prepare yourself for even greater blessings that are sure to come. We listen to this podcast so that we can get these blessings started. If others don't use their gifts, you get cheated. And if you don't use your gifts, they get cheated. Pray with me. Dear Lord, let me use my gifts and let me help others discover theirs. Your gifts are priceless and eternal. May we, your children, use them to the glory of your kingdom today and forever. Amen. Love it. Stay right there. We've got more to share. Make peace with your past. Do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Isaiah 43 verse 18. Since we can't change the pains and disappointments of the past, why do so many of us insist on replaying them over and over again? in our minds. Perhaps it's because 
we can't find it in our hearts to forgive the people who have hurt us. Being mere mortals, we seek revenge, not reconciliation. And we harbor hatred in our hearts, sometimes for decades. Obviously, we cannot change the past. It is what it was and forever will be the past. The present, of course, is a different matter. Today is filled with opportunities to live, to love, to work, to play, and to celebrate life. If we sincerely wish to build a better tomorrow, we can start building it today and in the present moment. So if you've endured a difficult past, and many, many have, accept it learn from it, and forgive everybody, including yourself. Once you've made peace with your past, don't spend too much time there. Instead, live in the precious present where opportunities abound and change is still possible. Love it, love it. The past cannot be changed, but one's response to it can. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, free me from anger, free me from resentment, free me from envy. When when I am bitter, I cannot feel the peace that you intend for my life. So help me to accept the past, treasure the present, and trust the future to you. Amen. Listeners, we are to dream big dreams. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. With God's power working in us, God can do much, much, much more than anything we can ask or imagine. You have to be willing to entertain the possibility possibility that God has big plans in store for you. Especially if you've recently experienced a life-altering disappointment You may find it difficult to envision a brighter future for yourself and your family. And if so, it's time to reconsider your own capabilities and God's. Your Heavenly Father created you with unique gifts and untapped talents. So when you tap into them, you'll begin to feel an increasing sense of confidence in yourself and in your future. It takes courage to dream big dreams. And you'll discover that courage when you do three things. Accept the past. Trust God to handle the future. And make the most of the time that he has given you today. Wow. Hallelujah. Nothing, listeners, nothing 
is too difficult for God and no dreams are too big for him. Not even yours. So start living and dreaming accordingly. Yay. All your dreams, allow them a place in your prayers and plans. God-given dreams help you move into the future that he is preparing for you. Pray with me. Dear Lord, give me the courage to dream and to trust in your perfect plan. When I am worried or weary, give me strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Keep me mindful of your healing power, your infinite love, your eternal salvation. Amen and amen. We'll be right back. Since I have your full attention, let's squeeze some Proverbs in there. These are the 15th Proverbs. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness. The Lord is watching everywhere keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learns from correction is wise. There is treasure in the house of the godly, but the earnings of the wicked bring trouble. The lips of the wise give good advice. The heart of a fool has none to give. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue godliness. Whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined. Whoever hates correction will die. Even death and destruction hold no secrets from the Lord. How much more does he know the human heart? Mockers hate to be corrected, so they stay away from the wise. A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart crushes the spirit. A wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. For the despondent, every day brings trouble. For the happy heart, life is a continual feast. Better to have little with fear for the Lord than to have great treasure and inner turmoil. A bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than steak with someone you hate. A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. A lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but the path of the upright is an open highway. 
Sensible children bring joy to their father. Foolish children despise their mother. Foolishness brings joy to those with no sense. A sensible person stays on the right path. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. The path of life leads upward for the wise. They leave the grave behind. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he protects the property of widows. The Lord detests evil plans, but he delights in pure words. Greed brings grief to the whole family, but those who hate bribes will live. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. Hmm. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. A cheerful look brings joy to the heart. Good news makes for good health. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Fear of the Lord reaches with teaches wisdom. Sorry. Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. I am humble and I want honor. <laughs> Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I wish I could go to a mountaintop and just shout that out. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Join me there, listeners. Join me. Thank you for coming to pray with me. We just got these blessings started. Oh, yes, we did. It's a gift-giving season. It is only in giving that you receive. Bye for now.